Hi everyone, thank you so much for tuning in today. If you like what we do here and you want us to continue to pump out the great content, go ahead and click that subscribe button. Follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and also make sure to check out our new page. It's prepzone.info. There you'll find all of our content in one place. And also all of our game reports and photo galleries from the sports and events we attend and cover. And before I head over to the podcast, I want to say a big thank you to our sponsors. Are you looking to buy or sell your home or just curious about what the current real estate market is? Check out alessandrodevinohomes.com. Working with Alessandra is your key to succeeding in this current real estate market. And also, ASF Sports and Outdoors. ASF is our sponsor for the Student Athlete of the Month. And check them out. They are 1560 Post Road East, and their website is shopasf.com. Now, let's head over to the podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Prep Zone Podcast. I'm your host, Esteban Devino, and I'm delighted to have here me today, Coach Maddie. How are you, Coach Maddie? I'm great. Thanks for having me. It's an honor. Um, and I do want to say first, I'm such a fan of what you do for Stables Athletics in general, just covering every sport. And um, obviously, I'm appreciative of the, the coverage of football, but being able to follow along with girls soccer and their you know, pursuit of FCAC and state championships and field hockey. Um, it's really helped keep me informed and it's really great seeing them get coverage. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Um, before we get on, I want to talk a little bit about uh, your resume here. So 2022, you were named the FCAC assistant coach of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, you're also uh, under you. I mean, all the receiving records have been rewritten for Staples records. I mean, the offense is on a tear that we haven't seen in many years, as long as I, I can remember. Um, you are a graduate of Staples. You played linebacker and was a captain 2014 team. Um, you have a business degree from Northeast University, right? And I think you're currently doing your master's at, at Fairfield U, yep. right? And you do reside in Westport, and you're a father to an English bulldog named Blitz. All true. All true, right? All Did I get true. it right? Yeah. <laughs> Coach, I mean, it, it's so great to have you here. The program has enjoyed so much success in the last, last couple of years. But I want to kick off with this. Um, I had Andrew Rossman on, and he said something to me that really stuck with me, and I want to talk to you about that. He talked about the mental aspect of the game and how you change the program. Can you touch on that and, 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 and kind of explain a little bit what that was and, and the impact that has had on the players? I mean, obviously it has had a huge mm-hmm. impact. So can you talk to that a little bit? Yeah, I, I think, you know, maybe the secret that's not really a secret is that high school sports and high school and college and anything that you do in life when you're a leader, your job, your true role is to make each individual the greatest version of themselves. So true. I think we've now seen that play out on the football field. Um, I've also been fortunate to be an assistant coach on the lacrosse team that has won back-to-back state championships, and you see it play out on the lacrosse field. And I honestly believe that our kids would be successful at whatever sport or whatever activity the other team wanted to challenge us to. I believe, you know, obviously part of that is technique and part of that is scheme and putting people in a position to succeed. But really, how do you put an individual in a position to succeed? Because there is going to be adversity, there are going to be challenges, they're going to feel pressure, and for a 16, 15, 17-year-old to deal with that, they need to be equipped and coached and led. We really have put a great emphasis on developing the character and the mental toughness of each of our players, and we've seen how that has improved um, you know, their ability and our team's ability to withstand those moments where you need resilience. Um, you know kind of something that I pride myself on and think about each day is how do I heighten my level of empathy without ever lowering the standard? So for me, the empathy of 
each individual student is different and they require a different approach, a different relationship, a different style of pushing, a different style of leading, right? A different style of getting on them, a different style of positivity. But how do you do that? How do you accomplish that without ever lowering the standard for that individual or for the team, right? And I honestly think when you are pulled in that direction and you are constantly trying to find that balance, you will find that each kid does wind up reaching some version of the of the best of who they are. Um, and again, I'm glad that we've had such success in football, but everyone thinks that it's because of these like big picture things, and it's not. Yeah, I, I felt that when I asked them, you know, and, I, and I'm not the only one I've talked to people around the program, and it was, it was a mentality change. And a lot of them attribute that to your work. I think when I had Coach Barron's on early on, he talked about the work that you do uh, with, I guess, meeting with players and talking to them about off-the-field stuff. Mm-hmm. How did that, is this something you started early on? How did that come about and how does your, and I mean, because at least I, when I went through it, I don't remember having that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, honestly, I've been very interested in psychology um, and kind of the science behind leadership. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, the same way that a player is expected to lift weights and to run to get better, I expect myself and hold myself to the standard where I'm reading books and the latest research and it could be a podcast or talking to some of my peers and mentors about ways that I can improve as a leader. Um, and then thinking about ways that I've failed and, and thinking about the lack of confidence I might have had as a player and what led to that and wanting to do it in a different way. Um, you know, So something that I lead during the offseason is what we call becoming wreckers with the concept of that you're constantly becoming, right? Who I am today should be worse than who I am tomorrow and who I am tomorrow should be a much worse version of myself a year from today, right? I'm constantly in pursuit of becoming a better version of myself. So really I, I, I break down different principles, um, whether that's resilience, um, neutral thinking, how to hold yourself accountable, how to hold a teammate accountable, um, how to earn trust and come up with these mini short presentations that are interactive with our student athletes and allow them to think through it. And, and in a low leverage situation, because I want a receiver to run a really good corner route. Well, guess what? I have to equip them with the technique to run a really good corner route. But then I think a lot of places elect captains and you're kind of like, all right, go out there and be the leader. Well, how, how is a 17-year-old supposed to be the leader that you envision them to be and you hope them to be unless they're coached to become that? Um, and honestly, like for me, I do love football and I, I do really love sports, but all of that pales in comparison to knowing that you are consistently trying to help somebody improve as a human being, right? And you earn that trust and you earn that respect and it plays out on football field. Hundred percent, because I, I I like to say always like people will forget what you tell them, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. And it seems to me like you are spending a great amount of time building these kids and talking to them things about our field, and it's it's kind of carrying into the field because you said you're building captains. They they maybe they don't need the title of a captain, but they're a captain. Oh yeah, it's there's a nominal cap captain like the four captains who are right. elected, and and honestly like. A lot of the times, and I'm not saying that this is the case for us, but in most programs, the four best players are going to be the four captains, right? 
So there's a nominal captain and there's a de facto captain or de facto leader who are, when things go wrong, who are the guys who are going to be able to step up and change the energy or, or, or change the direction of the program or change in the moment what's happening on the field. Yeah. That's what we're trying to change. That's what we're trying to train in our players is not, I was elected captain. I was captain 2014. Yeah. You know what I thought when I was captain? I'm the man. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, this, this that's is it. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like, everyone's going to know that I'm the guy. And that's, now we know like that's not leadership and that's not helpful. And it's elevating yourself instead of elevating others. So as a leader, you know, I think about how do you pour into others so that they could elevate the people around them. In high school, that's even more important because every high schooler has, you know, they're self-conscious, they aren't fully confident because you're becoming, you know, the type mm -hmm. of person that you are. So while you still have that self-doubt, how do you look at others and try to elevate them? There are certain tools and strategies that you need to be taught and that need to be trained for you to be able to consistently do that, right? And you look at all the close games that we've been a part of in all the sports, and there's a reason why Staples is the team that consistently wins those close games. And we expect to, because we're training how to behave and how to act and how to respond in those moments. Yeah, and and I talked to I think both uh, football players I had on there, multi multi sports athletes. Right, yeah. they also play lacrosse and, yeah. and and play with you there too as well. And they attribute a lot of that to just being in different situations and knowing how to handle those situations, right? And you were talking about it, and and it just took my mind totally away from sports and schools and just like in general in life, right? How do you become a better person every day? Mm. And how do you look at that coming from, you know, from, from your, your, you're obviously very well known on the subject, but like, how do you do that? I mean, becoming records, like what are your tips and things you could say to people who listen to say, Hey, I want to become a better version of myself. Yeah. I, I think honestly, if there was one concept, it would be the difference between responding and reacting being intentional. So I, I have seven main values for myself. And, and honestly, I would say the guiding value in my life is being intentional. As a human being, there are a million situations that are going to pop up in every single day that you can't control. And as much as all of us would want them to be like 99% positive, guess what? They ain't. So if you react to what's going on around you, and it's even 50% negative, then you're going to be reacting negatively for half of your day. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that person. And I think we've all been around people who you could, is just complaining and everything's a Negative problem. vibe. Exactly. And when that person walks in a room, you notice it. And when a person who walks in a room radiates positivity and confidence, you notice it. I want to be that person and I want our players and the, and the people that I care about to be like that. Um, so training how to respond, something negative could happen, will happen a hundred percent, right? In, in the course of the day, that doesn't dictate my next action. My emotion doesn't dictate my next action. My ability to be present in the moment and decide what response is really going to get me my desired outcome is specifically important for any leader, right? Yes. Because if I respond negatively and I'm having a bad day and I had an argument at home or someone honked on me and uh, honked at me in the street while I'm driving to school and then I come to school and I take out my negativity on somebody else who's just trying to go about their day, that's unfair. And th that to me is, is a lack of mental toughness. So I think it's simply training your response. 
taking any negative or positive event, thinking about, okay, that is what it is. Now, what do I have to do? What is my response in order to get me my desired outcome? That's, to me, what has led my life in the past couple of years. And, and honestly, when our kids graduate, that's what I would want for them to take to college. And I got to say that as you were talking about that, it brought me to mind um, the game that Caleb, I guess, in the first half had three interceptions. Then he comes back and throws, has one of the best games ever as a throwing, breaks throwing records in a single game. And that's a perfect example of someone who things didn't go right in the beginning, but took that mental toughness and completely turned that game around. It was Greenwich last year. We haven't beaten Greenwich in eight years. So we don't beat Greenwich in eight years. It's the big Thanksgiving game. There's a lot on the line. And you're the quarterback who's obviously the guy who makes things happen. You throw three interceptions in the first half. Now, it would be easy for most people to be like, oh, I, I, I already had a bad game. Like, this already stinks. Like, I'm going to go in the tank. But it is a testament to Caleb's character that he was able to come out in the second half and play the way that he played. And we're never winning that game without Caleb Smith. And what he's done for our program, and he truly has elevated what it means to play Staples football. Yes, he's talented. Yes, he could throw the ball. Yes, he could run the ball. He will always go down and always be remembered for his physical and mental toughness. And 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 really the sacrifices that he has made for our program, whether he gets the credit or he doesn't get the credit, I don't think is important to him. I think it's important that he helps our team succeed. And that's a great example of that last year against Greenwich to win 39-38. I know. I mean, just that game was, I mean, I get chills thinking about it and I just can't wait for it this year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but now, uh, and then I want to talk a little bit about the, the football team in itself. Um, you know, you guys came in, um, you coach Barron's and you turned the program around. You really have. I mean, I think, that, and you can see it by the amount of people that show up to the games, right? The amount of winning you have, but it's just fun football to watch. I mean, you guys score points. I mean, you play great defense. It's just the team is all there, right? And as you, if you look back, what were the key changes that you guys made when you took over the program? I, I honestly think the one of the most important uh, changes that were made was honoring the community and the tradition. Okay. And, you know, I feel like Westport and Staples has such a tremendous backing and support system, and it was really just waiting to be tapped. And for us, the administration and everything that they've done to help our students um, and our team, our neighbors and the people within the community and other coaches who have poured into us and supported us. And you talk about success and turning a program around, the reality is in 2019, we were two and eight and we failed. And honestly, without the trust, the blind trust to a certain extent of the people in our community and the parents who allow their sons to come to our practices every day and say, listen, take this coaching. It's not all positive, right? Because it's holding people accountable and really validating that style of coaching and elevation at home, that's what turned our program around. And, you know, I just personally want to be a part of something that's bigger than myself. I know the other coaches feel that way as well, where we're all important to the main process, but at the end of the day, the process is the process. And with or without the coaches that our players currently have, they would be successful. And they're going to graduate Staples football, 
and they're no longer going to play and they're going to be out in the real world and they're going to have success too because of the values that they have worked hard to instill in themselves. And I think that's the greatest gift you could have as a leader is saying that let's remove us from it. Does the team, do the players still have success? The answer to that is yes, because of everything that they've bought into. I know. It's just like I, I think back of, um, you know, my when I, I my brief playing football career, I still call my coach sir to this day. Yeah, I see him like, you know, because it's just that the impact, I, I mean, I don't know if you noticed the impact you had on the kids' lives because every, pro, every player I talk to, they mention what you guys do. So it's been, I think, an amazing um, thing. So now if you look ahead, um, and I want to kind of cater to uh, maybe some players who are now playing pal and, and are looking to be on this, this team for the next few years. When you look at someone that you know, you're going to bring in the program and be a key player, what would you say to them? What should they be working on? What is their mind thought? I mean, what, what should be there? Are you capable of accepting feedback? If you're capable of accepting feedback and you're willing to commit yourself to something and have a level of trust, you'll be successful. I have that conversation all the time. We actually just called up um, a group of 10 freshmen to complete the rest of the season with us, and that's what I told each of them. Do we have guys who are incredibly talented? Without a doubt. Do we have guys that are really tall that help? Without a doubt. Okay. Have we had players who in pal football have been 12-play players, which means that they play the minimum, and they've elevated and grown and worked and been captains for us and all FCAC players for us and huge pieces of our program success without a doubt. The people who have success, the common thread that I've seen within our program is that they accept coaching and they seek coaching and they don't view it as a negative. They view it as for what it is, feedback. Um, You know, I also just think Playing Staples football is so special. Having the S on your helmet is so special that the guys who have success for us, and you, you'll watch it on Thanksgiving, and you'll watch it throughout the playoffs, the way that they play, the style that they play with is noticeable, where they're flying around, and they're trying to do whatever it takes for the program. And I'm glad that everyone got to see that on Friday night. But that's true of those kids on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, on any single day that we go out to that football field and compete and practice because they love this program and they're willing to do whatever it takes for the success of it. And that's a great point because taking feedback is a skill that not only football, but in life, right? Mm -hmm. As you go through life, I mean, your teachers, your bosses, because everyone's going to have a boss someday. So it's like, it's very, it's a very important skill to have. And it's, it's so great that you guys are doing that. I mean, I could, I mean, I, I couldn't talk about enough about that. And now I want, you know, as, as we get to the end here, I want to do a couple of things. Can you share a story of the season that's like, that doesn't have to be on the field or off the field, a story that kind of embodies this season for you? Something that happens on or off the field that kind of, you know, brings it all together where this has been for you. Yeah, it's funny. I, I actually was thinking about this earlier today. Um, so week one in the, in the preseason, we got a lot of hype and, you know, a lot of it was the media doing their job of, oh, we had returning players. We had success last year. Like we're going to be sweet. I think somewhere along the line, we kind of get, got lost in praise being an, the outcome that we wanted. Whereas none of us were, none of us have sacrifice and practice and wake up early to get praised 
we do that to feel fulfilled, right? How we feel fulfilled is really by going out there and putting the best product on the field as possible, being reflective of the best version of ourselves and our program by playing hard, by playing together, by playing fast, by playing physical, by playing with passion, by playing with fire. And I don't think we did that week one against West Haven and we lost. Very disappointing. And, you know, you see it as quickly as you get built up, you get torn down, fall out of the rankings. And, you know, that next, it must be Sunday. We were playing Ridgefield in week two on a Thursday because of the Jewish holiday. So we had practiced Sunday. And it was that like hurricane like weather um, where we weren't able to go outside. It actually, I think it was hailing too in September. And we went up, we watched film, we went up to the gym that had like one light shining on it. And it was like straight out of a movie, like Varsity Blues or something. And I remember saying, this is going to be the start of the DVD, right? And any championship team has that start of the the DVD where it's like everything is bad. Like you could find, and if you're not a champion, you'll find a, a way to complain because you know what? It stinks that we can't practice outside. It stinks that we lost. It stinks that this gym that we're in where like some of our kids are wearing Crocs has one light, but that's also the situation that we're in. So if we're here for 45 minutes, if we're here for an hour, if we're here for 10 minutes, those that period of time, we are going to get that much better. And just the intent and the passion that our kids practiced with in such a ad like just a silly environment uh-huh. i knew then we were going to be special even though we didn't get the outcome that we initially wanted um and that's something that i talked yeah. about today to the team that as a society we are, we do weigh outcomes so great right like so we're playing greenwich in the fsac championship on thanksgiving and obviously what do i want i want the outcome that staples wins But the reality is when you look back on situations, you really think more about the experience than the outcome, right? We talked about the Greenwich win last year. and Like it wasn't mentioned what the score was at first or who we played. It was that Caleb threw three interceptions and had the mental toughness to go back out there. So a huge part of experiences are the challenges. A huge part of the experiences are the failures, are the pressures, are the self-doubt. So the experience of our season when I look back on it, it's going to be the adversity and the negative moments that our guys were tough enough and we had good enough player leadership to push through and get better. And that at the end of the season, no matter how it ends, you'll be able to look back with a sense of fulfillment and say, I am better for having gone through this. 100%. And then and as you mentioned that, I was just bringing back to, you know, uh, when I was at the FCI uh, semi for the girls soccer and they lost a hard fought game. But uh, as I was coming here, I was, I was talking about it. There was no sadness because, I mean, yeah, there was sad for the result, but like they knew they played their best, mm-hmm. right? They knew they performed to a level. They left everything on the field. And like you said, you know, you talk about Caleb because the mental toughness is what sticks with you. I, you know, the score, okay, but you know, yeah. it's the experience of going through that and how that changed not only your vision of him, but how the program is. Yeah. Right? And, and you talked about PAL players. What do they need? Well, you know what? When you can visualize a leader and say, I want to do it the way that he did it, that's what creates a program. Yeah. When you have examples and say, I want to do it the way that Caleb Smith did it, the way that Sam Petrosino did it, the way that Tyler Clark did it, Michael Neal and Andrew Rossman, that changes a program. 
And honestly, as that person, as Caleb, as Sam, as Tyler, they should be so infinitely proud that they will leave a program, they will leave a place, and it'll be better for them ever having stepped foot in it. And as a human being, isn't that really what we should all be in search for? A million percent, a million percent. Now, we're we're going to end, but I definitely want to have you back because I want to talk about more about becoming a wrecker. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I think that's something that we, we got to really touch on because, um, and I'll just share this, I was talking to someone who lived in Westport and left Westport and, and lives in the city now, and we were talking about it, and he said how he misses it, and he said he said to me, he said, Westport's not a place to state of mind. And that kind of stuck with me. And I think where you talked about becoming a wrecker, I think that's something we need to get the kids who are coming up to understand like how much the community gathers around it. These, yeah. Not all the sports, right? I mean, yeah. it's just amazing. So coach, before we end, I do want to do some uh, lighter stuff. I want the artists to get you to know a little bit, you know, Let's a little bit it. off the yeah. field, okay? So I'll ask you a few questions. Just give me what comes to mind. Love it. All right. Texting or calling? Calling. Morning person or night owl? Huge morning guy. Favorite social media platform? Twitter. I feel like Instagram is always a waste of time. Favorite movie or series? Ooh, I'm not a movie guy. Uh, I love the show Psych with uh, Sean Ro- or James Roday, I believe is his name. Sweet or salty? Sweet. Cake or ice cream? Oh, my gosh. Ice cream with cake in it. Love it. Fiction or nonfiction? Nonfiction. Beach or sightseeing? Beach. Can't stand sightseeing. Roller coasters or bumper car rides? Uh, Bumper car rides. Miss me with roller coasters. What is your hidden talent or skill? Hidden talent. um, I don't know if there's a talent, but I only take stairs two at a time. Oh, so you all do two steps up. Two steps at a time, man. The thing you're most proud of? Um, What I've chosen to do in my life. If you could have dinner with anyone dead or alive, who would it be? Eric Church, country singer. I just so impressed by his passion and I want to live the same way that he lives with that, you know, true inspiration and just electricity and everything that he does. Amazing. If you could go back and relive one day in your life, which one would it be? Listen, it might be Staples or Scranage 2022, but hopefully after this year, it's Staples or Scranage 2023. Coach Maddie, thank you so yeah, much for being here. It was a pleasure having, having you. Thanks a lot. Thank you.